to the Truth In My Days podcast, where we defend the Word of God against the challenges of men. Welcome back to Truth In My Days radio program. I am Dr. Adrian Torres. Today, I'll be talking to John about the strange issue known as parallelomania. John, I'd like to ask you about a claim I came across on the internet the other day. The claim was that Christianity is not, in fact, an original faith at all, that it was created by copying elements from other earlier religions. Essentially, it was plagiarized from earlier pagan myths. Uh, Yes, you will hear that sort of claim from time to time. It tends to wax and wane in popularity. Got a temporary boost in the year 2007 when Zeitgeist the movie was released online and got tens of millions of views. Part one of the movie was about how Christianity was supposedly copied from myths and superstitions. Uh, The tension of this kind of claim has receded since then, but you will still come across it from time to time. Well, the claims they made were pretty specific, and the parallels with Christianity are striking. For example, they said that Buddha was born of a virgin named Maya or Mary, and that his birthday was celebrated on December 25th, that he was visited by wise men who acknowledged him as being divine, that a king who feared Buddha would endanger his role tried to kill him. And when he was 12, he excelled in knowledge and wisdom, the learned men of the temple. You can see the parallels with Jesus, particularly in the first chapters of the gospel according to Luke. What else? They say there are many parallels between Jesus and the Hindu god Krishna, who clearly predates Jesus. What are these parallels? Oh, that he was born to a virgin, Devaki, while his foster father Nanda was paying taxes to the king in the city. They say that Krishna was a crucified Christ. Indian artists portrayed him with his arms extended as he hung on the cross, where he was pierced by an arrow. The parallels to Jesus, particularly in the gospel according to Matthew, are obvious. Uh, There are others, aren't there? Yes, they claim there were resurrection accounts for the Egyptian god Osiris and the Greek gods Adonis and Attis. They supposedly died and rose from the dead. The closest one is supposed to be Mithras, a god of Roman mystery cult. He was supposedly born of a virgin, had 12 disciples, and performed miracles. After he died, he rose from the dead three days later. Again, obvious parallels. And there are so many more. Hmm. Uh, We can see why this would be problematic as far as the trustworthiness of Christianity is concerned. Such parallels would raise the possibility that the gospel writers were simply rehashing old myths. After all, the parallels are supposedly very, very close. Of course, one wonders if there were really such close parallels, why didn't the people at the time notice them? You know, when there were actually followers of Attis and Adonis and Mithras around. And one wonders why people would suffer persecution and even death for a message that was so obviously just a knockoff of local gods. Mm, I see what you mean. There is a problem here. Yes, and the problem is that the claims of this sort are false, completely false from start to finish. So where did they come from? Well, there was something called the History of Religion School that developed in the late 19th century at uh, the University of Göttingen in Germany that set about looking into the influence uh, that ancient religions and traditions of philosophy might have had on the origins of Christianity. But the claims that specific historical elements of the gospel books had close parallels in other religions from which Christianity plagiarized really started earlier than that. 
Going back to a fellow named Godfrey Higgins, who lived 1772 to 1833, uh, he wrote a book asserting that all religions, Hindu, Jewish, Greek, are all fundamentally the same, following the same sort of archetypal myths that were eventually cribbed by Christianity. After that came Gerald Massey, uh, who lived from 1828 to 1907. He was a self-educated Egyptologist who did research in the British Museum and claimed to have found documents showing that the mythos of Horus, the son of Osiris, the Egyptian god, was identical to the claims made for Jesus. Both, he said, were born of virgins on December 25th. Both raised the dead. Both were put to death by crucifixion and rose from the dead three days later. Uh, this was picked up by Alvin Boyd Kuhn, uh, 1880 to 1963, and then by the Canadian Tom Harper, who published a book that had a bit of influence back in 2004 called The Pagan Christ. I see. So how do we respond to this? You said the claims are false. Uh, yes, indeed. It's actually not difficult to debunk these claims. And uh, one, one thing that it's obviously uh, apparent immediately is this claim that all these myths had their gods being born on December 25th. Uh, that December 25th date was attached to Jesus long after the fact. The Bible says nothing about when he was born. So that, that already smells a little rotten. Uh, but there's a lot more to this. First, we note that Massey's work was complete nonsense. Although he claimed he'd found ancient Egyptian documents in the British Museum to support these assertions, he never showed, never produced even one such document, and the British Museum authorities say there are no such documents. He was making it up out of whole cloth. Second, all one needs to do is go to the primary source material that is the earliest versions of the myths of these pagan gods to see what these myths actually said. And we find that there are no such parallels that Christianity plagiarized for them. Consider Buddha. We are told that Buddha was born of a virgin named Maya or Mary. You remember you said that? Uh, that his birthday was celebrated on December 25th. That's already irrelevant. Uh, that he was visited by wise men who acknowledged him as being divine that a king who feared that Buddha would endanger his rule tried to kill him. When he was 12, he excelled in knowledge and wisdom, the learned men of the temple. Well, these sound parallel to Christianity, uh, but let's look at the facts. There is no extant Buddhist writing prior to the first century AD, no biographical material about Buddha before the second century AD. So if there were actually any copying, the Buddhists were copying from the New Testament, not vice versa, but there was no copying. According to this earliest Buddhist material, Buddha was the son of the Sakyan ruler, King Suddhodhana, and his wife, Queen Mahamaya, not Mary. There was no talk of a virgin birth. His birthday was in May, not December. No king sought to kill him. On the contrary, the king was his father, was eager to see him succeed, and sought to keep him from all direct contact with all the bad things of life, aging, disease, and death. Uh, Buddha was kept in isolation for a long time. When he finally snuck out of the palace as a young man and he saw an old man, he got shocked. The second time he saw a sick man, he was more shocked. The third time he saw a funeral procession with a dead man, he was totally shocked. Uh, he needed some kind of answer, seemed to have some kind of 
crisis. And he ended up abandoning uh, his wife and his newborn son and wandered for years, trying different kinds of uh, approaches, Hinduism, asceticism. And finally, he sat down under a tree uh, where he claimed to have become enlightened, claimed to be wiser than God. He saw the, the uh, wheel of life. He had a knowledge of all his past lives. Uh, so he was wiser than God, who, by the way, doesn't exist in the original form of Buddhism. After teaching some followers for some years, he grew old and died and was buried uh, and stayed dead. You can look up sources like uh, Saratista's The Life of Buddha uh, for details on this. Now, does this sound even remotely like the life and career of Jesus? Not one of those supposed parallels exists. Those claims are made up out of whole cloth. Uh, regarding Krishna, we are told he was born to a virgin Devaki while his uh, foster father, well, his foster father Nanda was paying taxes to the king in the city, uh, that Krishna was a crucified Christ, that Indian artists portrayed him with his arms extended as he hung on a cross where he was pierced by an arrow. And it all sounds parallel to Christianity, which is probably why they made it up. <laughs> they retrofitted it onto Krishna because none of it is true. Again, if we look at the earliest sources, we find that Krishna was supposedly born in normal fashion to Vasudeva and Devaki. He died when sitting in a forest lamenting his brother and son who'd been slain in a brawl. A hunter came across Krishna and mistaking him for a deer, shot him in the heel and killed him. In art, he is usually represented playing his flute to summon his many lovers and occasionally performing acts of power. He is never, ever portrayed as a crucified Christ. Again, you can check things like the Merriam-Webster's Encyclopedia of World Religions, uh, the Oxford Dictionary of World Religions, and you'll find, again, these supposed parallels are made up out of whole cloth. And we can note, again, the earliest extant material on Krishna postdates the New Testament. Now, regarding Osiris, <laughs> supposedly he was crucified, and rose from the dead? Uh, no. Uh, Osiris was actually murdered by a rival god, Seth, who tore his body into 14 pieces and scattered them. Uh, Osiris's sister, Isis, then tried to reassemble the pieces. Uh, she found only 13 of them, uh, put them together, and then while she was in the form of a bird, she revived the body long enough to get impregnated by him. And then his body stayed dead while his spirit ruled the underworld. Does that sound even remotely like Christianity? Well, none of, none of that does. And really, it shows how important it is that when we hear outrageous claims like this, to look at the primary sources and check out their references and check it out for ourselves. Because if you don't, you just assume that they're saying the truth and then you don't know what to say and cause you to doubt your faith. Yeah, exactly. Good points. Uh, Adonis and Addis, they have resurrection myths in some, some later versions, but not in the original mythology. You don't find claims of resurrections being attached to them until more than 100 years after Jesus' time. And not surprisingly, these are gods who were known in the area where Christianity was spreading. And so obviously they were copied from Jesus and put into these myths, not the other way around, trying to increase their credibility. So none of these claims of Christianity plagiarizing earlier religions has any truth to them. Absolutely not. And we can add the fact that the gospel writers were very deliberate about the fact that they were describing historical reality 
things they had seen and heard and were not passing on myths. In fact, Peter, as if anticipating these sorts of nonsensical attacks on Christianity, explicitly said in 2 Peter 1.16, for we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. And then he went on to describe the event of Jesus' transfiguration of the mount as an historical event where he himself had been present to see the facts. Thank you, John. Seems like time and time again, we are able to uh, verify the accounts of the Bible and outrageous claims against Christianity has been shown to be false. And we, we really appreciate that. I hope everybody will join us again for another episode of Truth In My Days next time. Thank you. If you enjoy our content and think this is important material, the best compliment you can pay is by sharing this with your friends and family. This helps us out a lot. Also, if you enjoyed today's program, please like, comment, share, and subscribe to this podcast. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to the Truth In My Days podcast with John Torse. We would love to hear from you. Please feel free to share any questions or comments you may have. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and YouTube. Simply search Truth In My Days as one word. Again, Truth In My Days as one word, no spaces in between. And you can connect with us. You may also visit our website for more comprehensive material and to learn more about our ministry. Our website is truthinmydays.com. Thank you. <laughs>